Allison. Evan. Dude, I know you're a good dude. We're all good dudes. We are all good dudes. We are all good dudes. This is a good dude podcast. It is. Called Batch Please, and you're listening to it. You sure are. And I'm Allison Gunnell. And I'm Evan Delaney, and it's 11.13 p.m. A late night pod. A late night pod. An LNP, if you will. Yeah. Um, doing these right after the eps are nice because they're fresh in our head. So fresh. Um, so fresh. We're just a little bit tired, but that's okay. But we're still going to bring the energy. We bring the energy. Bring the knowledge. Make some coffee. <laughs> it's fine. Right. We're totally good. We're not even going to go to sleep tonight. We're going to stay up. Stay up. Yep. This is actually stay an all-night podcast. An all-nighter, yep. So it's probably going to be around eight hours. We're just going to go straight through, um, through midnight until the, the rooster we have different Calls definitions of what time it is to get up, though. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the first week where we have our group dates, mm-hmm. we have our one-on-one, we're back to the formula. The regular formula. The formula. Yep. Um, however, the formula falls apart at the end because we don't have a goddamn rose ceremony. Which, it's so infuriating to not have rose ceremonies, but to not have one immediately is ridiculous. The show is back on its BS. It's back on its BS. Like, I don't even care what else happens in the episode. I need every single episode to end with a rose ceremony. All we ask is for, that's all for I, that. That's all we want. That's why I won't be able to sleep tonight. Right, exactly. Because I need to know who's going to get sent home. Exactly. Even though um, I don't know who anyone is, still. True, true. One person did get sent home. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but let's actually start with the first group date of the season. Mm. This was the... <laughs> So each year, there's kind of like a, a certain thing that they just really beat into really, the ground. Really, really hone in on it. And just pound it and pound it and pound it. <laughs> and like, you can't, no matter how hard you try, you can't get away from it. And for example, in some of the previous seasons, in Peter's season, it was like, he's a pilot. We're going to make every flying reference every joke and pun about flying and pilots yep. whatever yep then during colton season it was that he's a virgin and it was the whole the whole thing the whole about stick. that and then with um who else did it? oh with hannah b it was like roll tide and all whatever mm-hmm. and it's like every year they have to like really go into the on something to the point where it is so annoying because you've heard a thousand times it's already getting old clearly with katie it's going to be her being so sex positive which while that's great and i'm glad about that i even feel like katie herself at some point is going to be like can we talk about the other things i am into right like, like i also enjoy just like having a nice dinner we don't have to go straight to the vibrator right, like this every is time. the only thing that is being talked about right now and i know it's only week two so i'm hoping it like dies down a little it, bit it does but... have a tendency at least to fizzle out and like kind of get more into the meat and potatoes of the actual season whatever drama yeah. is happening um i think we're a little light on drama so far and what we have in terms of real quote drama. unquote drama is very fabricated and very lame but we'll get to that very in lame. a little bit yes um so this was the as we we're alluding to um the i guess the sex group date mm-hmm. um very much let's talk about sex baby Let's yep. talk about Katie and the guys. That's all. Exactly. That's a bad, that's a bad change that up of that fantastic. song. But, you're, um, so t- you're so talented. So, well, thank you so much. Um, so we have one of the housewife ladies, right? No, she is What's not a housewife. Heather McDonald. I said she was really into the housewives. Like, oh, okay. She's a Bravo like lover. She comes on Watch What Happens live a lot. Like She gotcha. kind of hangs in the crowd with like Andy Cohen and all them. Okay. She's friends with housewives. Like gotcha. She's in that circle. Okay. Um, but apparently she's also very known for like 
her sex talks that she talks, I guess, she talks a lot about this on her is, podcast. This was the first time at least that it stood out to me that there's like a podcaster on the show. Well, as she's like, a comedian also. I've never heard of her. <laughs> well, well, if Evan's never heard of her, then she must not even be any Never heard any of a good. joke that she's ever told. I don't know if she's funny. Um, anyway, so this we, date we was... go through a couple of like just sex questions. Yeah. What's oh, the yeah, largest yeah. sex organ? Which, it was weird that like they asked questions. Which is and the Wurlitzer because everyone t- knows that that organ gets people horned up. <laughs> anyway, that they didn't tell us all the answers. Right. Like I, some of them they gave answers and some they didn't. And I would really like to know what they I do direct- know to take the socks off though. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> the socks one was so funny. But like, I don't know. Some of them I was just like, what? Are they going to answer it? No? Yes? Yeah. I don't know. And then we did the questions and then we went into a whole thing where they had to do some sort of performance on proving why they would be the best lover and however they wanted to take that. Yeah. Well, so, and, and yeah, let's, weird, I don't know. The, the tension they were truly, tri- oh boy, it is 1118 now, I'm getting stuttering on my words. Uh, the thing that they, the tr- <laughs> I'm keeping it in, the tension they truly wanted to create was with obviously the subject of sex and Mike, who is yes. this season's virgin. Right, this season's, because there's always one. Always a virgin. And uh, it's it's... It is fine if that's how you fine. choose to live your life. It is totally your prerogative. I just, I don't see Katie as like right. the type. This is a tough season to come on when, hey, as exactly. said. Right? Definitely for him. <laughs> Trust me. He knows. <laughs> and, okay. This is a tough season to be on for him. Yep. As. And be on her. When it him. is. Stop. <laughs> I'm taking the microphone away from you. So. Because it is, it has been obvious that she's very sex positive. So yes. it, for him to come on and Both be like... Both sides of the spectrum are okay. Yeah, of course. Sex but like, negative in terms of like shaming No, is no, that's bad. And, and Mike, I mean, Grant's in two episodes, hasn't been like that at all. He's just been like right. so uncomfortable to talk. Like he was uncomfortable he because was that was... He was visibly shaking. He was crying yeah. in his like little <laughs> confessional, really crying about yeah. this. And I just feel like those... Again, both sides are fine, but they're so different mm-hmm. that it feels like that could be hard to have a relationship. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. So the main thing that they ended up doing was sort of expressing how they would show that they're the best lover um, on Lots stage. Lots of different ways. Someone did a puppet show. Someone traded the puppet show. Connor um, did the song, the song, which we both noted. So he's also a Nashville guy. We both said... Better than Jed. Yeah, I did not hate it. I did not hate it. I kind of liked his voice. Definitely better than Jed. Um, Christian took his pants off. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, there was like a box, like a dig in a box thing. A D and the B. Yeah, yeah that happened. To play off the him being in a box. That was the box guy. Um, Carl. Oh, gosh. Oh. Sort of the, the main, I guess the new villain of this season. Um, He's something. So he was going on and on and on, which like the very least shows endurance. Um, but, but he just like kept rambling and he was doing some like sex ed teacher type of role playing thing. And like, he said the word suffocate, which like, I know I just stumbled on a bunch of words two minutes ago, but, but when a, you're a motivational, a motivational speaker, speaker, like I'm just, on, a, I'm just a podcast speaker. I'm allowed to right, you can stumble say and you stutter want. and mess up my words. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, he's, that was too much. And he went on and on and he was just. 
not he wasn't saying anything that made sense. He was just like rambling and whatever. Yeah. So then we go back to Mike. So everyone's kind of like, no one else, I guess, at this point knows that Mike's saving himself for marriage. And we're kind of I mean, like, I think what you is he going to do? Tell by I mean, the it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Very true. All of his question marks. So he basically wrote a letter, and that was what he read. And it was kind of like a to his wife. future wife, basically saying that, like, it seems like these things will be great someday. I'm basically waiting for you. I will say it was a very well-written, like, nice letter. And we, Evan and I looked at each other, and we're like, Katie is going to hate this. Like, she's not going to be into this. And Katie freaking loved it. And she starts crying about how much it meant to her. And he won the, like, challenge. He got the trophy. It was wild. I it, I mean, I guess it was meaningful because it was clear that it was, like, from the heart. And he was being genuine about it. But I was still surprised at how into it she was. Yeah. I I definitely did not see that coming. Um, I, I, yeah. I just struggle with, like, I don't see them lasting because I don't think no. that they're going to be compatible. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where I'm just based on her attitude towards sex that she's going to want to get intimate with right. whomever she chooses to go um, to the fantasy suites with. Right. And he's obviously not going to be ready for that because he doesn't want to, and that's not his thing. And not everyone has to have a thing well, that I think, matches up. I think that's the biggest part about this is, like we said, that – being both sex positive and saving yourself for marriage are both totally fine and great, but I feel like the most important piece of all that in a relationship is that you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to be one thing or another thing, but at least be on the same page. Yeah. And they're on different books. It's my future wife. Oh my god, we're not. No. Mm-mm. Nope. You're the you're the letty to my dom. Oh my god. Ride or die, baby. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the group date. And then the little after part, group date rose. Little after part, so ends up getting the group date rose. Is so it kind of like veered around a little bit. Carl had a little conversation with her that he really seemed confident about, and he was eating it up. Ultimately, what ended up happening was she had a great makeout sesh with Thomas. Big makeout sesh with Thomas. That's what she sat on his lap. It was a whole thing. He was grabbing. You saw some spanks. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, that sealed it. Yeah, he uh, sealed with a kiss, and he got the rose. Yes. I, as of this episode, you're into Thomas. I love Thomas. Katie obviously is into Thomas, Mm -hmm. and I like him. Obviously, some previews were making it look like maybe not, maybe some stuff. But as of now, I really like Thomas. Even before those previews, I was, I had this like uneasy feeling about him, and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was, and I still can't. But there's just something about him that I'm not vibing with. I don't know. I feel like you just say that if I say I like someone. But I've been right about it a lot. Like when? When else? Jed. I never said I like loved Jed. You were. You're I liked like him for I, one week, and then I stopped liking him. You're like I can't wait to download his next album. You're right. That's exactly it. Yeah, you're right. Um, there was a couple people last season too that I, so? that I called out, and I can't okay. remember who they were. How convenient. <laughs> you can't give any evidence. <laughs> oh my, Carl. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. There are definitely people. You can't name any names. But I, you're going through a lot right now, and I don't want to add it to your plate of just right. like more yeah, names. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, it's not really my place either to like <laughs> say specifics or anything. Um, okay, so that is the first group date of the season. Um, it was okay. It was fine. It, uh, it's kind of, we're running the course of like scenes or the same things over and over again, especially yeah. within quarantine. Um, I really hope, do you think they're going to travel for Michelle's season? Yes. At least in the country? 
Yes. I can see them maybe not leaving the country yet. No, I think they'll travel within the country. But I think they'll travel within yeah. the country. Yeah, because they still haven't started filming that yet. And look. We need some traveling. Things are open, baby. We um, need some traveling. Get vaccinated if you haven't. Anyways, um, so moving to the one-on-one date, we have Greg, who I think both of us, yeah. as of last week, were pretty into. Yeah, he yeah. He had the boyish charm. Now, yes. you're more privy to this than I am because I don't live on TikTok, but there <laughs> seems to be some discourse about Greg and that he might be a little bit of a, you know, like a player or yeah. some type of... Yeah, I've seen a lot boy. on TikTok of some women coming out being like, oh, I talked to Greg, so was I, so was I, so was I. Like, he treated me terribly. He was mean. And then some other people who were like, he's literally an actor. Like, this whole thing is him acting. Like, this isn't who he really is. I don't know yet. So I'm going to wait for my own thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I... That's just what I've seen out there on TikTok that I found by accident that I was not searching for. So. Yeah, I think in, in like, a context... And it didn't seem like any of them were, like, overtly damning, right? It was, like, this could be viewed as, like, not ideal, but it's not revealing Yeah, most either. of it was just, like, not... In, most of it wasn't very specific, mm-hmm. so I don't know. But Sounds I like don't Carl. Know. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But their date so it was kind of interesting. Not for a one-on-one date, especially the first one-on-one date. It was kind of weird. So they went fishing. Yeah. And which they did kind of like and Greg set up a tent and stuff. Yep. And which camping sucks. Don't ever go camping. Neither of us are. We We're not camping. Both people. enjoy like the outdoors. We'll go for a hike. I mean, I wouldn't go for like a long hike, but I would definitely be down for a I'd little go, one. I'd go for a long hike. But I like doing stuff outside. I love being outside. I'm never sleeping outside. Hell I like no. boating. Hell no. I like doing lake stuff. Mm-hmm. I like doing beach stuff. I oh, yeah. hike beach great. Good. I like like hawking hills type I'll vibes. Just great. Sit by the river. And but I want to sleep indoors. Out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a bed, yep. not on the ground. Bed, like, please. Our non-camping please. podcast. I don't want to sleep on the ground in a tent outside ever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, which they didn't, they, all they were doing was setting up a tent anyway, and then making like a toilet out of a bucket. I don't know. They never Toilet's went into camping tent. activities. They didn't do anything with the tent. Yeah. Um, so they went fishing and for Katie, it was pretty meaningful because fishing was something she did with her dad who had passed away. Same with Greg. And yeah. And you could see in same with Greg, his dad, he specifically said, we'll come up at six o'clock in the morning to go fishing. And... Um, you could see that they were both, especially Katie, was feeling really emotional during that whole thing. And then they had the dinner portion, and they both really opened up. It was super emotional, like her talking about her dad, and then Greg talking about his dad passing, and um, their relationship, and um, how it happened really suddenly. And it was kind of nice that they both ended up on this. They ended up on this date together, doing something that was meaningful because I feel like they opened up really quickly. Yeah. Um, and that was something that obviously meant a lot to both Katie and Greg, and he very easily got the. That's kind of the key to the one-on-one dates. Is like that's your opportunity to open up, and if you don't, I don't think you're gonna advance very far. Well, what I liked about this, obviously, I don't like that they had that in common that their dads passed away at a young age. But right. it, what I liked is that it was like an organic opening up. It wasn't like. Sometimes during one-on-ones, I feel like they just kind of like throw out random things from their past to like have something to talk about. Yeah. Or the lead has to be like, so tell me something that happened to you. Like, I think they have to drag it out and this just happened because it was so similar to them. Yeah. I I vividly remember when Cam, ABC, always be Cam. always be Cam. Talked about like having to give his adopted dog back or something. Oh, yeah. It was the weakest opening up type of sob story 
I think I ever did here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I it was nice that this was like a very natural thing for them to just talk yeah. about. Yeah. So that relationship seems to be progressing well. Yeah. Um, she likes Greg a lot. I think he likes her a lot. We move on to the second group date, which we both are against like the violent group dates. I, we have to move past these like- It's so barbaric. It's so barbaric and it's like this whole like machismo thing. Like you have to be like super like manly and macho yeah. and beat someone in a sport and like wrestling in the, freaking shirtless wrestling in the mud. It's just so, ah, I don't know. I just hate it so much. That doesn't show anything. Like that doesn't prove anything. That doesn't help anyone realize who they want to partner. about personality, yeah. No, and who cares? Like if you win, does that mean that you're the better potential husband? No. If mm-hmm. you lose, does that mean you're the better potential husband? No. Yeah. Like I don't understand. And it's just, based, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't I, like I, it I wanna at all. I want to know who that's for. Like obviously, yes, there's the like visual sexual appeal to it. But, like... They're touching each other more than touching Katie. Look, it's got Top Gun Volleyball vibes written all over it. I mean, I'll leave it at that. Um, But, yeah, I think we need to gravitate away from those types of things. And, like, do something that you're going to actually get to know the person a bit more. Even though they were, again, like, really going after the sex part of it all. Like, you at least learn something about who they are as people and, like, who they are creatively well i think that the dates especially the group dates should be tailored to the bachelorette or bachelor and what their interests are mm-hmm. like if you are the bachelor right yes and the, a group date could be that all the girls get to learn salsa dancing oh I love and it. then you give the prize to whoever you think did the best job well that's not like a competition where you're fighting each other it's just a fun thing mm-hmm. but that's something you genuinely would want to do with your partner yes you absolutely. know what i mean like absolutely. that's the kind of group dates i'm looking for what a great example of Thank like you. you really know me as a person i, I do it's unfortunate how much yeah how much actually man but i like that I'm would touched. be when i plan your dates for you for the future when you're the bachelor that's what i'll plan oh i thought you plan all my dates i basically feel like i do sometimes <laughs> no, explains why they don't go great <laughs> at least they don't seem to follow up but whatever um, that's neither here nor there what would you plan for me if i was the, the lead of a group date i would say hmm it's either gonna be movie or book related because you love going to the movies you I love, love a nice big love movies. bucket of popcorn love me some popcorn um but i think ultimately it would be some sort of reading type. I thing. was literally thinking Books. about that. But like, what would it be? You a library date. You know, what you guys, be? you guys go up and down the um, the aisles. You pick out some books and you just read some excerpts from them. No, they have to pick out books for me that they think I would like. Oh yeah, and that's how I would decide who got the like bookmark award. Or yeah, that yes, that would be great. I'd be into that. Yeah, like, it just should be something that actually gets to know the Bachelorette. Because they need to get to know Katie, too, on yes. these group dates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So them wrestling in the mud doesn't do anything for anyone. Right. Like, it's stupid. Right. So we go through a bunch of dumb fights. Yeah. Um, there There's was a weird random drama between Aaron and Yeah, so let's, let's dig into that. Because that's sort of, like, there were two little doses of drama in the episode. And the first one was that. And, like... This is, I don't know if I care about either of them that much. That like, just send them both home and just savor or save us the 
the agony of having to go through the dumb shit backstory. Because we don't care about either of them yet. And apparently the the gist is that they knew each other from back home. They never liked each other. No one was specific. There was no examples given of a time any either of them did anything wrong to one another. Right. And then they get matched up in this mud wrestling thing and they get really intense about it. And everyone's like, ooh. Because Aaron was like, there were some social media posts that made him upset. what does that mean? What is that? Be specific. Tell us more. Yeah, that's just such a waste dish of my the, time to dish hear that. Dish the tea, man. Spill the tea. Spill. I want you to dish it too. <laughs> the phrase you're looking for is "spill the tea." No, I'm dishing that tea. <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid. You know what? Though, when you said that, I just real. I need to interrupt my own self. That I just thought of another date that I would want the okay. guys to do. I love Bravo. Yeah. And I love The Real Housewives. Yeah. And. I, you've never seen The Real Housewives. Uh, I've seen like bits and pieces, but nothing. Okay, so you've never seen The Real Housewives. I get and the gist of it. Every episode, like every season, every franchise, or every um, individual housewife has their own tagline. Mm-hmm. And that's how they open it up. The guys also come with their own housewives tagline. Oh. And whichever one I like the best wins. That would be good. That See, would be that good. would be cool. That's another good one for me. Okay, anyway. I do like that. Sorry, I uh, <laughs> just really wanted to point we that out. We digress. Yeah, so um, they're stupid. Okay, so they're stupid fight, and we, no one knows what it really is about. And it carries over to the cocktail party of of this group date because Aaron kind of tells Katie, like, hey, Cody, not really sure if he's here for the right reasons. He's malicious. He's unkind. Kind of goes on and on about her or him. And then so Katie confronts Cody about it, and... Cody's giving, like, very non-answer answers. Yeah, it was really weird. They were both being super ambiguous the whole time, but you could also tell, and Katie was able to spot this out pretty easily, that it was rehearsed. Like, it seemed like he definitely knew that he had done some shit, but wasn't able to say I think they're both messed up. Like, I think Aaron also was weird. Like, I, I think both of them should have just gone home then and just been done with the whole thing. I even said that. I linked Evan, and I'm like, so, just send them both home and be so done with this. So this will surprise you. I, I kind of... For the most of the episode, I was like, I, I'm kind of tired of Aaron. I want him to go home, too. I actually have more faith in him being a good guy than Thomas at this point. I there's That's only based on a preview, though. And you don't even watch. You don't even usually no, watch. No, this, this is thing. even before. Oh, my God. Because because here's here's where you're Aaron. Here's where liar. here's where Aaron won me over to some degree. OK, is when he was calling out Carl after he talked to Katie mm-hmm. and was like, you just did the stupidest thing. He was explaining why you can't just say shit yeah. just to say shit. You can't stir the pot. And now you're not only putting all of us and our chances at Jeopardy, but you're also impacting her. And I think the way that he squashed that with Carl, I don't know. I was like, oh, this guy this guy might be here for the right reasons. You think, based on that? I feel better about him than Thomas. I think that you just say that because of the preview. But okay, anyway, fine, maybe, whatever. Maybe, I guess we'll see. Maybe I am swayed by the preview. Who cares? What? So what if I am? Okay, because you usually don't even watch the previews. Right. So, so you're being your judgment is clouded. Whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. Anyway, okay, so then, so now we just jumped ahead. We jumped ahead big time, but now we're gonna jump back in time. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go with Andrew real quick because he got oh, the yeah. group date rose. Andrew's so nice. I really. Yes. Oh, I like Andrew. And he came up to her after she had to send send him home. And Andrew came up to her and was like, I just wanted to comfort you. And he brought her a drink and was like, just so you know, like, basically, like, we're not all bad and I'm here, like, for right. this. And I want you to know, whatever. And they had done such a nice little moment. And he was really nice. Like, he just seems like a kind 
super person. sweet guy. They so they bonded over coming from sort of impoverished backgrounds. The free lunch. They both were like, we had free lunch. Right, and it was like it was a really cute moment that they shared. And I I've got a lot of good feelings about Andrew for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely more so than I have about. My guy Aaron. <laughs> He's not my guy. <laughs> I'm just saying I feel you better about Aaron. him than Thomas. You want Aaron to be the next bachelor. Um, so <laughs> so does he apparently. Or no, that's, that's Thomas. That's Thomas. Um, so as mentioned, we don't get a rose ceremony, which is total BS. But we alluded to Carl stirring the pot. Ultimately, what he did was he told Katie that there were more people than just Cody, who she had sent home prior. Who are there for not the right reasons. Yeah, but he didn't say any... He said no names. Any and he, names. And he no refused examples. to tell her names. He's he was like, gaslighting the shit out of her. He was like, I don't know. I don't have all the facts straight, but be vigilant. And he was. He was like gaslighting her She's into like, believing there was She's like, I need to know right now. Issue. Like, this is a rose ceremony. And he's like, yeah. well, I don't want to put you that on you. just got to trust me. Yeah. It was total garbage. Um we were not crazy about him in week one. Again, the motivational speaker thing, there's just something grifty I'm about so it. I'm so out on him. Yeah, he's not He's not it. And he kind of sucks. It's pretty obvious that he's going to be like the villain, at least for a while. And the other guys are already super annoyed because he admitted that he was the one who told that to Katie. And the guys are already super annoyed with him. Yeah. So I don't see that going well or going away. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's kind of where the episode ends is that it is unresolved. Katie's freaking out. She's crying. She's very upset. I also think a lot of people are overreacting and like their feelings are too strong for only being there for like, yeah. what, 72 yes, hours? absolutely. And like, I am not one here to judge other people being emotional because I get being a crier and I think it's great for people to be yeah. in touch with their emotions. But you've literally just met. You do not, you're not falling for anyone. You don't feel this strongly. It's not that dramatic yet. Like everyone just needs to Take a take a deep breath. Take a step back, and just like, yeah, this is too much. It's too much. Yeah, so and that's you, it because there's no rose ceremony. Yeah, but we might have a rose ceremony. We do you might. have any roses to give out? I, I have at least one I can I give one. out. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I'm gonna give out the Cruella Award. Okay. So the new Disney movie Cruella is the origin story of Cruella Deville. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this: We don't need an origin story about Cruella Deville. <laughs> nobody, no one asks for it. Nobody cares. No nobody needs it. For it. Apparently, the movie's garbage. Oh, really? I've heard it's not great. Oh. Heard the dresses are pretty tight, but everything else kind tight of tight or tight. Not like, not like fit tight, but like, like tight, tight, like okay. tight. <laughs> um, if you can't see in the podcast, we're like shaking our <laughs> yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can't see, I'm giving. The Corella rose to the beef between Aaron and Cody. Because guess need what? It. We don't need it. Doesn't matter. No one asked we don't for care. It. No one asked for it. Get rid of these guys. Maybe keep Aaron around. <laughs> and, you love Aaron. And uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. All right. My rose is the Monica Geller rose because uh, of the whole part. If anyone's ever seen Friends, then you'll know this. The part where they were talking about erogenous zones. This whole episode where Monica is talking about that there are seven erogenous zones for women. And she drew them all on a little map. Yep. For um, Just like seven Chandler. continents. That's how Just I always like remember it, yeah. it. So that Chandler could see because he needed girl help. Just and that's North America. Exa- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is my rose. And is the exact... Thing I thought of because it's a classic friend scene. Classic friend scene. Who could forget 
It was also the first thing that came to my mind. I was actually going to give out that rose, but I thought, you know what? I'll let Allison have this one. Yeah, I was um, too busy interrupting my <laughs> own rose that he knows I don't even want to do to, like, hear about it. I don't know why you would say such a thing. Okay, <laughs> um, so before we head out, there is some extra non-this-season Bachelorette news that we need to talk about. So we talked a little bit last week about how, obviously, Chris Harrison is now officially out of Bachelor Nation. Um, he is being replaced on Bachelor in Paradise by... Uh, last week, we only knew about David Spade. We learned some more names this week, including rapper Lil Jon. Because what says Bachelor? What? <laughs> because what okay. says Bachelor quite like Lil, Lil Jon? I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. So he's actually been on the show before, right? Because I was so confused. When? I think he was in... A a date. I think Blake, our friend Blake, was involved with Little John. Yeah, and there was like okay. they they beat up a Corvette or something, and he was just like in the background DJing. I remember the the date. I don't remember Little John being there. I think but he's just in the background playing. Sure, that's playing great. Tunes. Um, um, Lance Bass, which makes sense to me. Why? Um, because he was actually the host of a short-lived version of The Bachelor like for gay men specifically mm, okay i forget what it was called and it was on like vh1 or something okay and lance bass lance bass was the host so to me that one like just makes sense that makes more sense okay i didn't know that titus yeah. burgess who, who i is love that? have you seen unbreakable kimmy schmidt no oh that's the new show you need to watch that you think so yeah you'll like it um okay. he is very funny very bubbly very over the top um i think he'll in a way, like David Spade, bring a lot of humor to it. Okay. But with a very different perspective from David Spade in a very I'm different so style. Of how soon. And the thing I'm most excited about is Wells, Adams, and Sarah Highland. We figured Wells is going to be there anyways. But I like that Sarah Highland's going to be there too. Yeah. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. So a couple things before we get to, we're going to do one last little fun segment here. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about how you think that this will affect the franchise as a whole. But having, having the guests, having so the guests in and also having Chris Harrison permanently to be, gone. To be honest with you, as much as I hate to say this, I feel like the whole franchise is like on its way out or like something, I don't know. I feel like I, before the Chris Harrison stuff, it was already like, okay, this is getting to be right. too much of the same thing every time. There's two, it's, there's nothing different about it ever. And so Chris Harrison leaving, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure if I'm in the place to say if it's good or bad, but it's different enough that it's going to turn a lot of people off who are used to one thing. It might bring in new people that are interested in the new hosts, but I think that it's just, I think the new hosting is going to be like fun at first. Yeah. And I think they're going to run out of valuable people to do it. And then I think that other parts of the show are going to start unraveling. And then I think it's going to be like, okay, this isn't a thing anymore. I think ratings are going to drop. It's already dropped. Yeah. I So I think that you're 100% right that things were starting to get stale. And this is someone who's only been watching this show for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's been going on for over 20 and it's basically the same formula and everything is... I, I'm surprised it's sustained this long. I actually think that Chris Harrison leaving the show 
might be one of the best catalysts to kind of get that emotion. I think he's very much a traditionalist on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that he's like the reason that we always see the fireworks or we're always doing these like machismo group dates. But like, I think as Chris phases out, I think some of those other mainstays and those things that are very trite are going to phase out. I think the new hosts are going to bring in this new energy. I think we're going to have new, more fun segments because I think they're going to at least be able to like kind of put some brain power towards something new. And I do think, yes, people are going to leave the show. People are already leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you're leaving the show because Chris Harrison's gone, you need to reorganize your priorities because the man is on the screen for three minutes an yeah, episode. Unfor- he's like if, very, if you watch the show because the show. of Chris Harrison. I like Chris Paradise Chris Harrison better than anything. Which is fair. Like Which Paradise Chris Harrison is impo- is like more crucial, I think, to the actual show than yeah. the, on the Bouncer Bouncer. Yeah, but he's not like a presence enough where right. I think that it should make that market of a difference. I do think that while some while these kind of random David Spade, Little John, whatever Lance Bass things, I think it makes more sense for people who have been on the show before to be leads. Like Kaylin and Tasha doing it right now can relate literally exactly to what Katie's going through and can talk with her about it. Same thing on the next season of The Bachelor. I think that former bachelors or something could also be hosts. I feel like it's it's helpful and it's nice when someone needs advice on Paradise. What advice is Lil John gonna give them? Like he doesn't know the process; he's Just never been low. part of it. That's all he'll say, right? So I feel like it's helpful to have advice and have a person you can go to who has experience in the show. I do think having that like person who's been through it before is actually gonna be super helpful. Yeah, I don't think that Chris ever like really helped people out because he's sort of in a way trying to manipulate well because he's a producer too right right but i just mean like the caitlin tasha thing i think is nice but i'm thinking like in future seasons i think they need to stick with that for some yeah. of the especially the non-paradise season and i think the the mental health toll of this show is another reason why it could be seen it's final days i don't yeah, know I, yeah i don't know either i just think and even more than that i think that this show changed for the worst when people got so into social media because now there's so much dramatics with like old tweets resurfacing or people were DMing each other on Instagram before they came on the show or people already knew each other and were flirting on Instagram. Or in the Aaron and Cody situation. Or they literally already knew each other. I think social media or just with social media in general, like some of these guys or girls only want to come on to be influencers. Right. And that's never how it used to be. They came on because they came on for whatever their reason was, but it wasn't to become an Instagram influencer. Yeah. And this is not to say that we're not going to keep watching the show, because we are. We obviously are going to keep we, watching the we, show. We criticize it because we want it to be better. Yeah, exactly. We do we're going to keep watching it. We, we watch do it enjoy the time watching it we and do. talking about it. Yes, of course. It's fun. Of course. But it's important to, you know, reflect and yeah. have opinions. That's what we're here to do. Yep. Hopefully you value those opinions. <laughs> um, so real quick, so with the news of the new guest host on Bachelor in Paradise. I wanted to play this little game. Okay. So obviously, our sister podcast, Mask Please, we talk about the Mask <laughs> Singer every week. You can find it on all your all your apps. Um, so this is sort of kind of a crossover event. So I'm going to okay. name you a C to D list celebrity. I think Ooh, there's okay. a couple on here that might be a little bit higher than that. And you're going to tell me whether you think they would be better as a contestant on The Masked Singer. Oh, man. A guest host on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Or potentially you could see them in both. Both? Okay. Ooh, I like this. Okay. All right. So first one on the list. 
Alex Rodriguez. Um, I would. I would like to see Alex Rodriguez on The Mass Singer. I think the same thing. A Rod's I, a Mass Singer contestant. Like I can see that for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And I think his time with like J Lo showed that I don't think navigating relationships is going to be his. Type I don't. Of thing. Yeah. No. I, I. I think it'd be too emotional for him to do that right now. I think uh, yeah. Mass Singer is definitely the move for A Rod. Zoe Deschanel. Ooh, I think Zoe Deschanel. I would honestly both. Yeah. Because she's really goofy, and I would like to see the goofy mass singer part of her, but she's also really fun and could be a fun guest host and is randomly dating one of the property brothers. So like, Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Very seriously dating one of the property brothers. Huh. So it could give some relationship advice. Maybe they can do a house renovation project with the she's, cast. She's also hosting the celebrity dating game right, with right. Michael Bolton. Which I'm still really confused on, and yeah. I'd like to know more about that show, and I might have to watch an episode just to see what it's all about. Yeah. This one is in the Little John camp. Usher. Oh, Usher. I I mean, ooh, I would probably watch him anywhere. Yeah. I'd probably watch him on both. But he's such like a smooth like guy for I don't know. Oh man, but he also had a whole album about cheating on his wife. Right. Let's put him in Mass Singer. All right, let's get him in there. <laughs> he had an entire album confessing to cheating on his He's wife. He's on my confession. Right, but okay, Mass Singer, Mass Singer for Usher. All right, Countess Luann. Oh, a housewife. Yep, yep, yep. Countess Luann definitely Mass Singer. Okay, she I would... does not need to be out there giving relationship advice to anyone. Pamela Anderson. Oh. I don't know if she should be giving relationship advice to people either, but she would be so funny to have on Paradise. I think she fits for Paradise because I also think there's like a Baywatch bit they could do. Yeah, I could definitely see a Baywatch bit or like she does Baywatch training for everyone or something, but also perfect contestant for for Bass Singer too. Yeah, she's a strong strong both. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh. Oh my God. Has he been on The Bass Singer? No, not to my knowledge. I feel like he would literally be so perfect. He won Dancing with the Stars. Yes. I think that he would be too identifiable in the I think he would start doing his little dances and he would, dances, he would just know. Dancer. Maybe, Maybe not as much in Mass Singer. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a mask a mask guy. Okay. Versus a batch guy. I I can see him in both actually. Really? Yeah. He's also I he that. also hosts like a handful of game shows. Does he really? He hosts he hosts uh, a show called Catch Twenty One, which is like a trivia slash blackjack game. It's on Game Show Network. Weird. Check it out. Didn't even know there was a Game Show Network. On our other podcast, Jack, please. <laughs> um, and he also is now the host of America's Funniest Home Videos, I believe. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Tia Maori. Oh, because Tamara Maori was on Mass Singer. So I'll say Bachelor. I was thinking the same thing. I'll say Bachelor for Tia. Let's mix it up. Frankie Muniz. Oh, God. He screams Mass Singer. <laughs> Frankie Muniz, if he hasn't already been on a season, he must go on the show. Yeah. He must. Big Fat Liar was one of my favorite movies growing up mm-hmm. with him and Amanda Bynes. What and a classic film. Paul Giamatti, and too. And Paul right? Giamatti, yes. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Giamatti should be on all the shows. He's in my favorite Christmas movie, Fred Claus. He plays Santa Claus. Okay. Um, Rob Thomas. 
Who from Matchbox 20? Matchbox 20. I want him on Mass Singer. I want him on... But I want him to perform on Bachelor in Paradise. Because he's I, a real performer. So I think he will perform double duty on Bachelor. I think he's too good for Mass Singer, which is like hard he for me is, to say. He is, but that makes it kind of fun. Right. Because then everyone's going to be like, it's not Rob Thomas. There's no way. But then it's like, hi, I'm Rob Thomas. Like, yep. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh. Ba- oh, Bachelor. I think she's Mass Singer. Really? Because the show has a weird like magnetism towards like semi problematic people. That's true. And she had kind of her Yeah, her moment. Her of moment. Not really sure that the only reason I say Paradise is because I like she did her she did her like Ellen's game of games show yeah. and like is really funny. Yeah. So like I can see her bringing a very funny, playful like energy. I could see that. And too. she's all about like well. At least what we know of her from the show Fun is that games. she's all about like and dancing it out and yeah. funny games. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it's weird how much all of these people could do both. Right? The vibes are so I feel like I, I feel like I curated a list that was like, yes, they could all do it. They could all do both. And any, I wouldn't be any on the top of your head that are you just wanna quiz me on or ask me oh, about? Oh gosh, I wasn't prepared. I know. Um Vin Diesel. Oh. Ooh. Uh, that's gonna be, that's gonna, there's no way that he would do Mass Singer. We're not talking about who would do it. We're saying, where do you want them? Where do you want to see them? I want to see them everywhere. Right. That's fair. Right. Okay. The Rock. Uh, The Rock would do Bachelor. For sure. For sure. I actually could see him being someone they'd I actually think he would be phenomenal. I think he'd be really I'm actually, that's the one that we've said so far that I'm the most excited about. Okay. What about, um, Kelly Rowland? Kelly Rowland, she's Mass Singer. Okay, what about Padma? Padma is, <laughs> here's the thing, Padma is Bachelor, but she wouldn't even mess with it. It's right. She's too she's cool. Too she's too what cool. about Shakira? I hate that I'm saying this. I hate that I have to put a mask costume on her, but she would be great for the Mass Singer. She would, but like you don't want to be all masked you right right i want to be able to see her okay last one because she's beautiful um the girl who played vanessa in the movie in the heights that we both uh saw this weekend which by the way go freaking see in the heights um vanessa not mass singer not bachelor in paradise but right to my heart ah, that's yes. where i want her to be okay all right perfect so i think shouldn't I'm... everyone go see in the heights uh, yeah, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. It basically has encouraged me to get back into salsa dancing. It's just, it's bright. It's I vibrant. It's I haven't listened to... Beautiful. In the past 24 plus hours, and I listen to a lot of music during the day, during work, I haven't listened to a single song with an English word yet. Yeah. I've been I all salsa all the time. Confirm that that is true. Yeah. I mean, that's what you made me listen to. The, 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 or the movie is not like specifically just salsa music, but there's some salsa by Chata Merengue. Yeah. No, it's Som, Somba. All right. Any more Bachelor related things that we'd like to talk about? I think that's it. I think that's it. Preview. Keep showing lots of drama coming up. Um, my boy Thomas is looking like he's in some hot water next week. Yep. And my boy Aaron just keeps and getting Aaron's better and better. getting better and better. So, oh, also Hunter. Looks uh, like, like, Taylor like Taylor Lautner, which we've been trying to figure out since last week who right. he looks like. We both um, said it at the exact same time. It was like immediate. As soon as they showed his like side profile in a certain angle, it was like Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's it. Um, Hit us up on them social medias. Yep. Um, you know, hopefully there's no ambiguous posts that you're upset about. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, like we're some kind of Cody. We're not a Cody. Trust no, me. No Cody's here. Um, but find us on Batch Please Pod. That's correct, right? Yes. On Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up on those emails. Um, BatchPleasePod at gmail.com. Yep. Western Union, send us some cash. If you're... Venmo, Cash App. <laughs> right. And I think that's pretty much pretty much all we got for today. Two minutes till midnight. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's past our bedtime. So we will see you next week. Deuces. Deuces.